0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So, if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, I am reviving a trend that has been going around um, for the last few weeks, and i'm I'm jumping on it I'm making sure that I get on this trend before the end of January, so I'm going to be talking about my financial ins and outs so this is going to be the last episode of January, which I cannot believe has come around so quickly. I don't know where the month has gone, but Let's get straight in. So, I am going to talk about the ins first and then we're going to talk about the outs. So, first off, in number one is having money dates and scheduling regular time to sit down with your money. So, I did a whole episode on this in uh, last week. It is really important to schedule time to sit down with your money and Not to personify it too much, but to show your money that you care, to show it that you respect it, that you wanna give it quality time. It's like being in a relationship. It's like the difference between having a healthy or a toxic relationship. You wanna spend time with your money. Now, the reason why this is important is spending time with your money is not only going to grow your own confidence, it's going to give you the data and the awareness that you need to make decisions about your money. You can't make informed and educated decisions that are good for your future if you don't know what's going on. Does anybody remember that um, trend where that lady's like, what's going on? I loved it. And that's essentially what, it's, what we're saying. It's like, what is going on with your money? The only way you can get in touch with that is by having regular money dates. Now, number two is about mindful saving and spending. Now, I talk a lot about like mindfulness and I think mindfulness has been a buzzword for the wellness industry for the last however long. But when it comes to mixing it into your money and really understanding what does mindful like spending look like, what does mindful saving look like, it's essentially about doing things with intention. We're not doing things on autopilot anymore. We're not just spending and saving our money without really thinking about it. We are giving it intention. Now, when it comes to spending, the key thing is about having awareness just about what is going on. And in the moment of spending, bringing awareness to your body, to your senses and asking yourself like, does this purchase align with my values and my goals? Like, is this an intentional choice or is this one of those purchases I'm gonna look back over my spending in the next few years, uh, in the next few weeks and go, that wasn't me that was fraud. I didn't do, I did not spend that money. And then you're like, yeah, I actually did. So it's about giving yourself that awareness. And the mindful piece just allows you to make decisions from a place of calm, a place of intention and a place of, I guess, alignment with your values and goals with purpose you're spending with purpose now when it comes to saving if you are somebody who automates your saving and you set up a direct debit and your money comes out every single month obviously gorgeous you don't have to not do that and then make a conscious choice to save every month but the key thing is about the intention behind your saving so why are you saving what is your motivation what is your goal what are you working towards and the reason why that's important is that's going to help you save and not dip into those um, savings so that is in Number two and this uh, number three, sorry, and this kind of connects to the mindful savings I'm spending is setting financial goals that actually excite you. Now, I talk a lot about how as a money coach, I am not saving for a house right now. I am saving to go traveling again with my business. The reason why I'm not saving for a house is saving. Property doesn't always make financial sense. Sometimes it does but sometimes it's that it makes more emotional sense. But there are certain goals in life that we have been pushed the narrative that it's really just important that we we, we do those things. And it's like, buy a house, don't think about it. And actually do think about it. Like really ask yourself, do I even want a house or is that just something I'm being told I should want? Because if you've always wanted to own your own house and you want to decorate it and you can't wait, maybe you had a really turbulent childhood. Maybe you just always, that's just been one of your biggest dreams, right? Great. That makes emotional sense. It might also make financial sense. It might not, but you know that to you, it means a lot. Now for me, everyone was like, buy a house with your savings. And I was always like, something about this doesn't feel right why don't I feel motivated towards it and when I really thought about it I was like I don't want to buy a house right now I don't want to settle down I don't have a partner to do it with I don't have I'm nowhere near close to having a family I don't know what area I want to live in I would purely be doing it because people tell have told me to do it so really just question the goals that you have and make sure that they are your own they're not your parents they're not your friends they're not society's goals they're exactly what you want Okay, number four is what is in is we are believing that there is enough for everyone. We're having an abundance mindset. We are not coming from a place of scarcity anymore. We are not thinking, oh, that person's win or success is another person's or my loss, my, you know, that's my client, that's my opportunity, that's my money. We're not doing that anymore. Why? Because when you do come from that place, what you get is more of that lack, more of that fear, more of that scarcity. We're flipping it and reminding ourselves there is enough to go around. And if you feel like you don't have your fair share of the pie as of yet... Look inwards and ask yourself, like, where is that coming from? Can I honestly say I am doing everything in my power to attract this stuff to me? It's come at it from a positive attitude. Maybe there's a structural thing I need to change. You know, if you're a business owner, like the way that you're showing up in your business, if you're a nine to fiver and, you you know, maybe you want more of that, you want more money, look for those opportunities and go after them. But do not drag other people down in the process. We're not doing that this year. That's not the energy darlings. Okay, number five is using credit card points to pay for flights. I love this one because it's just so, it sounds so simple. But if you trust yourself with a credit card, um, please do not get a credit card just to get flights because you will end up like spending money and then probably spending more on random shit to get the points to pay for the flight. So if you don't trust yourself with the credit card, you probably want to look at like, I guess your relationship with money first. But if you trust yourself in a relationship, maybe you already have one. Something like an Amex. I've had an Amex for years. And you build up points and you can buy flights with it. Like, what a treat. You can get money off. I got such a reduced rate to my flights to Dubai last year. Like, I think I saved like a couple of hundred quid, like three or four hundred pounds. Because I saved up all these points. What more do you want? It's free money. It's free flights. Hello. Okay, number six is this year we are tracking our spending. We are not setting a budget and just thinking that money's going to sort itself out. We are sitting down and we are tracking it. Now, there are so many different ways that you can do this. I used to do this in a spreadsheet and it was very long, but it worked. But now there's apps like Monzo and Starling and Revolut that can, pardon me, that was, I said pardon me even though it was a hiccup. Um, But they track your spending for you. I mean that's a win-win, right? That's a dream scenario. Not only are you setting a budget or a spending plan, you're then able to keep on track of it through an app, through technology, baby. We love technology when it comes to actually aiding us for this kind of stuff. So tracking your spending is in and that allows you to identify any money leaks, anything where you're like, I don't even want to be spending that money. So tracking your spending is in. Okay, the next one, I've lost track of how many um, we're on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Number seven is learning to invest. You hug me. This year, if you don't know how to invest, this is the year that you learn. It doesn't have to be the year that you start, even though when you learn, you probably will want to start, but it's the year that you learn about it. Knowledge is power. If you can educate yourself on these things, you are going to put yourself... I was going to say, we're going to put yourself above other people. It's not about being above other people. It's about having information that other people have that is really helping them and helping them live their best life and helping them build wealth and having that knowledge for yourself. Like this is powerful stuff. When you learn how to invest your money so that you retain the buying power of your money, that is when you're building true wealth. You can save and increase your net worth. But the issue with that is that every single year, as inflation rises, your money is being eaten into, which means you can buy less with that money that you have. So you're working really hard, you're saving this money, and then you don't even get to enjoy the full effects of it because of inflation. So this is where investing comes in. And we're going to start building wealth. We're going to start building wealth for ourselves. We're going to start building generational wealth. We're going to start building wealth that can be passed down and we are going to create financial independence and financial security for ourselves. Whether that takes five years, whether that takes 30 years is not the point. The key thing is that you're starting this journey and you are not going to look back. I definitely did not look back. Um, It's changed my life and I know that it will change yours too. And number nine, the final one of the financial ends of the year is we are having a capsule wardrobe and we're shopping on vintage. Now, for me, I have tried to do this for years, um, but not like, she says tried, like, that's a a loose word. I haven't really tried. I've like semi-tried. I've like thought about it, but I haven't put any action behind it. Now, my issue with vintage, in all honesty, is that I struggle with sizing. Um, I never know what size is actually going to fit me. So I'm going to try and shop on Vinted in f- specifically brands and stores where I do know my sizing. So I can at least have a semi idea that it might fit me. And if not, we just sell it again. We're good. But capsule wardrobe is where you essentially have some key pieces, statement pieces, probably more like block colors, um, that goes with more things and that you can interchange outfits. So it might be like, you know, a couple of different pairs of trousers, a couple of different skirts, a couple of different tops that you can mix and match that all go together. And then over time, you, you buy quality pieces that you can hold on for them for years. And then over time, when you like thrift, when you shop on vintage, or if you want to buy yourself something fancy, you add statement pieces to it. So maybe a bit of color, a bit of pattern, et cetera. And this is going to help you, A, have be more sustainable, B, not spend an insane amount of money on clothes and fast fashion and also be more intentional with your with your spending on clothes basically this year it's all about intentionality um and then the let's move on to the outs. So I've got six outs. So number one is spending money on people we don't like. (laughs) We've all been there. Like stop saying yes to going out with people that you don't really care about. Stop buying presents or things for people that you don't really like. Probably just stop hanging out with them altogether. But I know that that's not always easy for certain reasons. But basically spending your money on things you like, spending your money on things with people that you like. It's your money. You've worked hard with it. You don't have to spend it on anything or anyone you don't like. That's that's it. That's number one. Okay, number two is about what is out, is avoiding your finances and ignoring your bank account. Time after time, I've spoken about this on the podcast and across my blog for years, avoiding your bank account does nobody any favours, definitely not you. And even though it feels like a little... Uh, I guess, procrastination thing is a bit self sabotage It feels like you're protecting yourself. Like, I don't want to know what the numbers are, but you're actually making it worse because every time you don't look, you're avoiding facing up to a situation that you should be getting a handle on. So the intention behind this year is looking in your bank account, but also having money dates, like I mentioned uh, in the ins, so that you can decide what's going out. If you are avoiding your finances because you feel like you aren't capable of managing what's going on, that's where you start. Telling yourself you are capable. If you have a job, if you have friends, if you have gone through school, believe me, you are capable of so much more than you actually give yourself credit for and you can manage your finances. So it's time to look in that bank account and set those money dates. Okay, number three is pretending your money issues will sort themselves out themselves. No one is coming to save you. I know that really fucking hurts, but no one is coming to save you. Even if you end up like marrying some rich person and they sweep you off your feet, your problems still haven't been sorted out because you haven't sorted out your own money. No one is coming to save you. You need to do these things for yourself. I've worked with clients before who get bowed out by their parents a lot. And whilst you're like, oh, how lovely their parents can give them money. That's so nice. It's created a cycle whereby you rely on someone else. So therefore you don't own up to your own financial behaviors. You spend out of emotion, out of impulse. You get yourself in a pickle and then you're constantly being saved. Now, the issue with that is subconsciously you think you're always going to be saved. And at some point that will stop. So if you can do the hard work to take care of yourself now, that's only going to help you in the future. Okay, number four is we are no longer buying things out of habit and impulse. So that means we are working on our emotions when it comes to spending. We are putting intention behind it, but we are understanding what is causing me to impulse spend or emotional spend. Like, what is the driving force? And then we're working on that. We're not just going, we're going to the root problem, not the consequence of that the impulse buying and emotional buying is just a byproduct of how you're feeling about yourself, how you're feeling about money, how you're feeling about your life. That's where you want to focus. So that when we focus on that, the impulse and the emotional spending is going to lessen and eventually over time stop. Okay, number 5 is no more unnecessary consumption. We live in a world where, like, we are constantly being marketed to, we are constantly being told that we need more stuff, we are constantly consuming, we're consuming content, we're consuming information, we're consuming stuff, fast fashion, fast food, fast this, let's all just bloody take a breather. Do you know what I mean? We don't need this unnecessary stuff. We don't need to fill our lives with crap to feel whole. We don't need to fill our lives with all of this shit to feel happy. We can find that in ourselves and again, it comes back to intentionality, this unnecessary consumption, feeling like you have to constantly have certain things to live a good life. Uh Uh-uh, we're not doing it. So that is out. And then number six is we're going to stop using Apple Pay like Apple is paying. Do you know what I mean? We've all been there. I do this constantly. I literally treat Apple Pay like, la, 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 tap, tap, tap. Like, you know, the Apple is paying. No, I still have to pay that. And when you look in your bank account, and you go, uh, excuse me, where have the last £200 of my money gone? You go, oh yeah, that was me tapping on Apple Pay. Now, I'm not saying remove it because it can be very helpful in a lot of situations. But depending on your relationship with it, you need to create boundaries and have discipline with it. And it's it's it can, it can mess up your finances we don't want that. So we're going to create better boundaries and discipline with using Apple Pay and they are my financial ins and outs of the year. So I hope you enjoyed them. I would love for you to let me know what your financial ins and outs of the year are. Feel free to slide into all my DMs or drop me an email. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And I will see you next week.